بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ايها الاخوه المسلمون يقول الله تبارك وتعالى ان قارون كان من قوم موسى فبغى عليهم واتيناه من الكنوز ما ان مفاتحه لتنوء بالعصبه اولي القوه اذ قال له قومه لا تفرح ان الله لا يحب الفرحين وابتغ فيما اتاك الله الدار الاخره ولا تنس نصيبك من الدنيا واحسن كما احسن الله اليك ولا تبغ الفساد في الارض ان الله لا يحب المفسدين dear respected brothers and sisters in islam we started talking about the story of qarun one of the people of musa alayhi salam he was from the nation of musa alayhi salam but he his loyalty is not with them he was a traitor against them he was a criminal or behaved arrogantly towards them but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he was from the nation of musa alayhi salam and he knew, he was the uh, prophet musa's cousin he was the cousin of musa alayhi salam and we talked how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> has blessed him with so much wealth to the point that if you bring a group of people just to carry the keys of his treasures they will struggle to carry that they will be exhausted to do that this is how much allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with and then he forgot that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the giver. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the main source of blessings. And every single blessing comes from Allah azza wa jal. 
He claimed that he was given it simply because, because of knowledge that he had, or because he deserved that. That's why he was given that. And he did not attribute that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, simply because of his intelligence. That's why he was given that. And the sincere people from his community, from the people of Musa alayhi salam, offered him a beautiful advice. Five pieces of advice were recorded in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it has so much values that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it part of his book. Timeless advice. And again, keep in mind, as I said in the last khutbah, that the stories of the Qur'an, the qasas of the Qur'an, every single story of the Qur'an are not just stories, but they are actually archetypes. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have told so much more information about any individual in the Qur'an. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only tell us a handful of things, very limited information. And the reason behind that is that whatever is told to us, whatever events are talked about or conversations are talked about, are the kind of things that are going to repeat themselves throughout history. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to tell us could be my story or your story. So every single part of the Quran is relevant. And when the people of Musa alayhi salam, the sincere people, saw the Qarun's deviation from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he has become overly excited, overly happy with his wealth, then they gave him that advice. He said, لا تفرح إن الله لا يحب الفرحين Do not be happy. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like those who are overly happy, overly excited, overly entertained, overly happy. Do not be deluded by, by your wealth, by material things. This is the meaning of the happiness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about in the Quran. Also, it means temporary joy. It's a happiness, but for a very limited period of time, for a short time. Only happy because of this. And then once you lose it, then your happiness disappears or goes away. Like for example, a person is happy with iPhone 10. And if the next, the newer phone came, then their excitement is gone. Now he's looking for the new one. And then this is type of happiness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not really like. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed us on this earth for something more important than that. For something more important than that. Not just temporary excitement or temporary enjoyment and then that's it. So they said, لا تفرح إن الله لا يحب الفرحين Allah does not like that type of happiness. You're only happy because of this. Or this is what brings you joy and that's it. And if you don't have them, then your life will be miserable. This is not the type of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted for us. 
And then always remember, even if you have the best of the best, the best of the best, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has is better, and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has will last longer and forever. Allah said in the, in the same surah, right before the story of Qarun, وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَمَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتُهَا وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى Whatever Allah has is better. And whatever Allah has will last longer and forever. Even if you have the best type of food, the best car, the best house, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has is far better, far more better than this. Very important. And that's why for this reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this dunya, right, is a, a preview of Jannah. There is no comparison, of course, whatsoever. You cannot compare what you have here for what you're going to have by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in paradise. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us some ideas of what Jannah will look like. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this earth and then he put trees on it. Allah put trees in Jannah too, right? Fruits here, fruits in Jannah. Spouses here, spouses in Jannah. Food here, food in Jannah. Rivers here, rivers in Jannah. Even the, the meat of birds here, the meat of birds there in Jannah. Right? To give you just some ideas. Right? Because if we never knew what a river is or what a tree is or what drinks are, then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about it, you will say, what is that? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us subhanallah some ideas of what Jannah will look like with no comparison whatsoever. Even if you look at this, right? The, if there is a, is a waterfall somewhere, a waterfall somewhere, and then anybody is, is building a house on top of a hill that overlooks the waterfall. This is known to be the most expensive real estate in the world, right? Imagine you have a house on top of Niagara Falls and you look at it 24-7. And everybody, if you ask anyone, I wish that I have a house in front of a river or a um, water lake or something like that. Subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the nature of man, how we think. That's why when you look at the description of Jannah, every time, almost every time in the Quran, what does Allah says? Every Muslim memorizes this. Jannat tajri min tahtiha al-anhar. Gardens with rivers flowing beneath it. Jannat tajri min tahtiha al-anhar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us some ideas of what paradise will look like. But at the, at the end of the day, he says, whatever you have here, you cannot comparison what, what, with what you will have there because what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has is khair and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has is better, is abqa, is forever. So his people said, la tafrah, 
Do not be overly excited, overly happy with material things. And do not make this your main concern. Right? And then, We said, seek with that which Allah has bestowed upon you, the life of the hereafter. Pursue within whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you the life of the hereafter. Run after the final home with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon you. Everything you use, whatever, anything, Allah fima attack Allah. Any type of risk that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you with, you can use it to build your final home. You can use it. To, to benefit from it in this life, but also make sure that it will benefit you in the hereafter. And this is something very important. If each and every one of us ask this question, what I'm doing right now, anything that I'm doing right now, is it just something that will bring me some kind of happiness here, but it will hurt my akhirah, my next life, or it will benefit me here and it will benefit me there. And when you have this type of question all the time and that type of thinking, then it will change our course of behavior quite a bit. Allah says, seek with that which Allah has bestowed upon you, the life of the hereafter. At the same time, while doing that, right? While doing that, there, there is a might be an extreme that people will focus 100% on the religion and then they will forget their portion in this life Allah says even while doing that do not forget your portion of legal enjoyment in this life have that balance between dunya and akhirah because Islam in each and every aspect of it is a balanced religion in each and every aspect of it. If you focus in dunya too much, you will end up hurting the hereafter. And if you focus on the hereafter too much, you will end up also hurting your dunya because in order for you to have a good status in the hereafter, you will not get it except through this life. So Allah says, ibtaghi fima al-akhirah but do not exaggerate. Do not go too extreme in it. Whether in deen or in dunya, Allah says, Even when it comes to the deen, you must be very careful. You must be very careful. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, kama So the first three pieces of advice were covered. Last week, today we have وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ Beautiful. They said, do good. Just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done good to you. Do good just like Allah has been good to you. Do ihsan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was so kareem, was so generous with you. And then do the same thing. Excel. Be the, 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 the absolute best. Try your best in each and everything. Try to have ihsan in each and everything you do in your life. Because when you look at it, 
the most powerful force inside us that should make us do something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like praying or fasting is the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done so much for us the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done so much for me and the, the, the only thing the least that I can do the least that I can do is to fulfill certain things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated upon us and one of the goals of shaitan is to remove that sense of appreciation from us so when you are praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're not just simply offering the salah this is just something to do for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done for you ahsin kama ahsan Allahu ilayk ahsin do good as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been good to you and this is subhanallah in everything everything Allah kataba al-ihsana fi kulli shay even when you drive your car you drive your car with ihsan even when you play you play with ihsan even when you talk to people you talk to people with ihsan when you eat you eat with ihsan when you play you play with ihsan you can have ihsan in everything excel in everything you do kama ahsan allah ilayk this is how you respond to Allah's favors upon you. This is how to respond to the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. And this is all about balance. These ayat are about balance. How to balance your dunya and how to balance the akhirah. So because when you ignore something completely, then you will cause fasad. But also when you put and when you pay a lot of emphasis on something, you will also cause fasad. Right? So Allah says, Ahsin kama ahsan Allahu ilayk. You have some people, subhanallah, they do ihsan when it comes to their jobs, their work. They're the best. But at the same time, the family suffers because they're doing overtime. So there is no time to spend with the children, there is no time to spend with the wife. And even though they have ihsan at work, but there is no ihsan at home. You have another type of people, they are excellent when it comes to the physical care. They go to the YMCA every single day, they swim every single day, they play, they walk, they run every single day. But the very same people, most of them are very poor when it comes to learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when it comes to exercising and it, they have ihsan. When it comes to the other aspect of the deen, there is no ihsan whatsoever. Allah says, Ahsin kama ahsan Allahu ilayk. Do good as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been good to you. In everything you do in life, do it with ihsan and be moderate and have balance. And then, wala tabghil fasada fil ard. Inna Allah la yuhibbul mufsideen. This is the last part. وَلَا تَبْغِي الْفَسَادَ فِي الْأَرْضِ Do not cause fasad, corruption or mischief in the land for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like those who cause fasad. This is so powerful. What, what fasad did Karun do? He was a wealthy man but the Quran 
didn't mention something, what type of facade that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about. A person in prominence, this is very important. A person in prominence is a person that everybody's eyes are on, on them. And they have those types of people, they have to hold themselves to a higher standard. Because whether they like it or not, they set a tone for so many other people. They have a lot of followers. Right? And Karun at that time was the prominent member of his community. Wealthy man. The rest of his people are slaves to the Pharaoh to Pharaoh and Karun got a mansion. And then he became the prominent member of his community. And then many people are looking up to him. A lot of people, they follow him. And that's why, subhanAllah, you look at it this way. And you see uh, people dress like musicians, don't they? People buy the clothes of actors. People cut their hair or shave their hair in a certain way, imitating somebody, somebody that yeah, had a great impact on them in this life, and just a blindly blind imitation, they want to follow them. Simply like that, because they look at them as role models. And when the role models are corrupt, guess what? Countless followers of the very same person will be corrupted, simply because of him. Allah says, وَلَا تَبْغِ الْفَسَادَ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُفْسِدِينَ So Karun used to go out every single day before his people, displaying the best of his wealth with his servants, riding animals, people around him. And what happened? The fasad started. Allah says, قَالَ الَّذِينَ يُرِيدُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا يَا لَيْتَ لَنَا مِثْلَ مَا أُوْتِيَ قَارُونَ those who are so desirous of this life, they said, we wish that we had what Karun has. I wish that I had that lifestyle. That man is a lucky man. Look at the car that he's driving, the house that he lives in, the clothes that he wears. Look at that. I wish I have that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, simply by doing that, you are causing a great deal of corruption, a great deal of facade in the land. And this is the same thing. When people show off in everything they do, they show off, they post the food that they eat every single day in social media. They post the places that they visit, the car they bought, and everything. And subhanAllah, they broadcast everything. They broadcast everything. What happens? This is a great source of facade. A man is a, a poor man, a poor woman, cannot afford to eat that type of food, cannot afford to drive that car, cannot afford to visit that place. They will say, I wish I had that life. And the wife will tell to the husband, even if she does not say it, in her mind, in his mind, I wish that I can have a husband like that. I wish that I can have a wife like that. A great source of facade. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَبْغِ الْفَسَادَ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُفْسِدِينَ Especially, especially when a person is in a prominent position, then you gotta watch yourself. 
Any person, whether you are a khatib, you are an imam, you are a board member, you are whatever, anything. But this is not, but it is not limited to those people. Every single one of us, from the top to the bottom, is in, in a prominent position. Every single one of us, what is that position? I will end up with this. That position that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put you in is the amana of the deen of Allah azza wa the amana of Islam. Every single person, is, one of us, is in, in a prominent position. And there is no, let me put it this way, you can call this the, that, that the advice of the 2020. The advice of the 2020, and lend me your ears and listen attentively, especially to this part. There is no greater facet, and there is no greater corruption in the land than a facade caused by people, by people, by a man or a woman who say la ilaha illallah and they believe in alhamdulillah and they believe in Muhammadur Rasulullah but the way they live, the way they live has nothing about la ilaha illallah and the way they act says nothing about Muhammadur Rasulullah. This is the greatest type of facet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to Karun. Karun is a believer by definition from the people of Musa alayhi salam. But if a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala acted and behaved in that way, imagine then what did you leave to the disbelievers in the first place? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed each and every one of us with la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, but the way you live your life, your lifestyle, your actions has nothing to do with the testimony of faith, then this is the greatest type of fasad. Allah says, وَلَا تَبْغِ الْفَسَادَ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُفْسِدِينَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُفْسِدِينَ Your actions, my actions, my misbehaviors, and your misbehaviors are not limited to us, unfortunately are not limited to us. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, at the end of the ayah, inna Allah la yuhibbul mufsideen. Did Allah say, inna Allah la yuhibbul fasideen? What is the difference between fasid and mufsid? The language is so powerful. Fasid someone who's corrupt, but his corruption doesn't go beyond him. But mufsid, someone who's corrupt, and also he corrupts as a cause is fasad in the land. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like this type of person. If a person claims it will be Muslim, but his lifestyle, what he preaches, what he advertises, what he claims, proclaims, has nothing to do with the message of Islam. What he says is something, and the way he or she lives their lives is something different, then this is a type of facade. And this is the type of facade that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about, especially the type of facade that comes from the people of the deen. When they have the deen, but they do not act upon the deen. This is the type of facade that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. وَلَا تَبْغِي الْفَسَادَ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُفْسِدِينَ أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا 
وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهدى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after all that he said فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْعَرْضِ Allah buried him into the ground along with his house buried him into the ground along with his house but at the end he says this back to the very first ayah that I recited last Friday that home the home of the hereafter we assign to those who do not desire exaltedness who do not rebel against the truth with pride and oppression, nor those who cause fasad in the land, and the good end is for the righteous people. And subhanallah, another ayah Allah says, سَأَصْرِفُ عَنْ آيَاتِيَ الَّذِينَ يَتَكَبَّرُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ I will turn away from my ayat. This ayah is very scary. I will turn away from my ayat, from my signs, the signs of recognizing Allah. Who are these deprived people that will be turned away from the ayat of Allah? They will see them, but at the same time, they will act as if they are deaf or blind. Who are these people? Those who show arrogance on the face of this earth without any right. So the, the first effect of that kibir is that a person's intellect will be taken away from them. This is number one. So pride and arrogance does not belong to the people of Jannah. Allah says, Tilka Allah narrated this story in the Quran. So we do not live that style. That type of life. That's why, subhanAllah, we can act upon it. And if we have it in our system, we should get rid of it right away. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrated this beautiful story, the story of Qarun in the Quran. So be careful, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam. Enjoy your life and everything you desire, everything you want, there is a halal way for it. There is a halal way for it. There is a good and blessed avenue for that. And when you go after that avenue, after that halal, your life will be blessed because the barakah is in the halal things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. The goal of the shaitan is to make the haram looks better than the halal. That's the goal of the shaitan. Allah says in the Quran, فَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ زَيَّن SubhanAllah, he beautifies it for them. We'll, we'll make it look better than the halal. So you will think there is no fun in the halal. Only fun in that side. No, there is no fun in haram. And there is no fun in forbidden things. No fun in forbidden things. And that's why Allah says, وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى Whatever Allah has is better. And whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has last longer last longer so be very careful inshallah ta'ala be careful of having that mentality the mentality of karun that everything about dunya and money and games and movies and stars and this and that. no life is bigger than that 
your mission is way bigger than that. Your goal is way more than that. Your aim must be beyond that, beyond things that comes and goes. Your main aim is to seek with that, with what Allah has given you, the life of the hereafter. نسأل الله لنا ولكم التوفيق والسداد والإخلاص في القول والعمل اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها زكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اجعلنا ممن يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنا عباد الله ائتمروا بما أمركم الله به وانتهوا